get the cameras rolling the red carpet rally because we are walking through this motherfucker like it's the oscars and more importantly this is our oscar episode so it totally makes sense because we're gonna be talking best picture we're gonna be talking best actor and we're gonna be talking about how i get all the picks right and chris is wrong I have no quotes for this, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, we're gonna be so we're gonna be covering best picture, best director, best actor, male and female, and each one of us yet again will have our wild card spot. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of How'd You Like That Movie? Tonight, we are going to be doing our rundown of the 94th Academy Awards, which will be airing the 27th of March. Uh, This episode's going to come out on the 24th, so you're going to be, you're going to definitely be in the know before the show. Uh, So before I throw it over to Scott, uh, actually, you know, I'll throw it over to Scott. Scott, take us away. Thanks, man. First, I just want to say you look you look very good, Chris. So do you. I mean, you're you're very very handsome. Uh, thank you. Me. If yes, so you know, if you're listening on our pod, skip on to the YouTube, and, and you can see how good we look. Second, I just want to you know get in front of Chris and just be like, "Fuck the Academy, <laughs> fuck for not putting it on." Okay, now that we got that out of the way. <laughs> I'm assuming that's what you wanted to say, right? Oh, and I'm still going to say it. Like, it doesn't matter, because I'm actually going <laughs> to I'm gonna read off all the people that are getting fucking shafted. But you finish your little whatever it is you do on the show, and then and then I'll take over. <laughs> whatever I do. <laughs> I bring the relief. The comic relief. All right. No, no, go ahead. Say it. So, yeah. So, as you, as you can see, we are dressed in our finery for the show. I mean, we, uh, we got to bring it. We're in it to win it. Uh, unfortunately, we're recording at uh, 12 o'clock in the afternoon, so uh, I- I'm drinking coffee, not uh, sparkling wine. Uh, I can't do those days anymore. Uh, but as Scott, as Scott was saying, yeah, so fuck you to the Academy. Uh, like, a ton of people, directors and actors, have all come out against this. I-, I don't know if they can change it. I still hope they do. But let's just remember that the fucking assholes at the Academy decided that animated short c- categories, or sorry, all the short categories... Don't get to be broadcast. Makeup, hairstyling, original score, production design, sound, and fucking editing don't get to be fucking broadcast. And as we know, the crafts, they make the film. It's an ensemble kind of, um, there's, it's, there's an ensemble aspect to making a film. So fuck you to the Academy. So that, that's kind of my rant. I think, uh, it, I, I mean, I hope they, they change course, but I don't know how they can with the Oscars being on, sun, um, on Sunday. I'm going to tell you how they're going to do it. Go. Ready? Okay. It's a little thing called pitcher and pitcher in which, you know, during commercial breaks, <laughs> that's when they run these, uh, these um, categories. So literally you can see the commercial, whatever commercial it's going to be. And then on the other picture, you will see, you can't hear it, but you'll see the nominations. You'll see who goes and then by commer- by the time the commercial is done, it will be the winner doing their acceptance speech. And the Academy Award for Best Live Action Short goes to Adidas in the Gulf. Ah! 
I'm just telling you, it'll work, man. It'll work. You know what? Right? You might be right. So we will, uh, you know, not only are we going to be uh, checking if Scott's picks are right, we're going to be seeing if they went picture in picture, and then Scott can get the uh, the credit for that. Um, well, I don't think it'll be enough time because most of the time they, they steal my stuff, but I, I, I give them enough leeway. So I will say this before we start. We all heard our best of 2021 in which I decided to do a popcorn category. And now what does the Oscars do? A fucking popcorn category, which will get aired. Yeah, that's also fucking bullshit. I, I, I want my I want my credit. You want your so credit. whoever wins, if it's Executive Army Producer of the credit, Dead, Scott Vega for the Oscars. I'm going to be like, <laughs> idea came from Scott Vega. <laughs> All right. So well, how do you want to? So before we jump in, uh, I just want to give a quick rundown of the kind of the how 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 one gets to the Oscars, just so everybody's aware of like the voting process and everything. So you know, oftentimes people see who you know. Let's let's talk like Best Picture, for example, and they go, "Well, how come how come my favorite movie? How come the uh, six hour ultra slow mo upside down black and white version by you know Schneider isn't in there?" And you're crying crying your tears out and stuff. Well, there's a couple reasons. So a there is a requirement to open in a certain amount of uh, theaters for a certain time frame uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, I'm not going to get into the specific details of that. So sometimes films, they just don't make that requirement. Second, then your production company or whoever's running the, that aspect of things has to actually submit like you know, documentation, proof that they, they did meet those requirements, pay some monies, and get in. So you may have loved that like super indie thing that opened in Houston. It may not have met the requirements. And then it may not have been submitted by the production company. So then when we get in, the, the Academy right now is sitting around uh, 9,300 people. For everything except Best Picture, the nominees are actually picked by the people in those uh, sections. So actors are picking actors, the directors are picking act, uh, and directors, and so on and so forth, editors and editors, et cetera, et cetera. Only Best Picture does everybody pick from the pool of available options for even the nominations and uh, international films in the short film category is, is done in a totally different manner. Um, and then once the nominations are selected by the individual departments, then all Academy members vote on who wins and everything except best picture is basically just whoever gets the most votes, which in, if you're here in Canada and you know how our elections work, we call that first past the post best picture Where's the orchestra, man? Like, I'm almost done. 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 If you would have stopped talking, I would have already been done. Uh, best picture is done with a runoff ballot. So whoever does win best picture has got 50, 51%. Basically, it's got a majority of the Academy's membership. Uh, so it, it is it is actually the winner. There's no weird splitting of votes. Okay, Scott, now you can go. It's good, to, okay. it's good to understand the rules of a game, right? So you're not just like, but, but hey, we, how come we, he's getting I, seven seven points for doing that with the ball? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I No, no, I get it. Um, I think I think we do need an orchestra here, though. <laughs> if our producer can can set that up, right? Because that, that was way too fucking long. Fuck to, you. To just say people vote and whoever has the most votes wins. But sure. Uh, okay, so how do you want to do this? Do you we care about do, two like, things on one? this podcast. One of them is Chris's opinion. The other one is educating people. So 
Uh, I thought it was Chris's runtime. Making sure, Chris, making sure in terms of this podcast, it's it's 70, 30, 70, Chris, 30, Scott. Well, and, and, and since since we're already complaining about how much fucking airtime Scott's getting, I will let you pick the first category. Okay, but just so we go, because we don't really plan this shit. Are we doing wild card first? And then that's up to you, we'll baby. The only thing you can't do first is best picture. Okay. So you can. So you can I'm going to go crazy. with my wild card. Okay. Which is? And I decided to pick actor in a supporting role. And I think this will be the tightest race. And oh, really? Because I'm pretty sure I know who's fucking winning this, but go ahead. This is a male okay. actor. This is, we're talking best supporting yeah, male. male actor. Okay. Yes. So the nominees are Karen Hines for Belfast, Troy Kutzer for Coda. Jesse Plemons for The Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons for Being the Ricardos, and Cody Smith-McPhee for The Power of the Dog. Okay. Now, uh, um, for me, Hold on, this can, I was... ask you, can I ask you one, a question before you give your answer? Yeah, yeah. Are you going to give who you think should win and who you think will win? Or is it just, is it the same, is it the same person? Well, that's the thing, like... To me, um, I think this is a two two horse race. Okay, two horse race. Okay, my favorite. Yeah. Three oh my god, <laughs> the mayo in the middle. But oh. I think it's going to be between Kieran Hines for Belfast and Troy Kotzer for Coda. I think these are the two front runners. Okay. For for the films that I watch, I think these mean, are the whoa, two. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You can't say the films that I watch because you should have been watching all the fucking films. Yeah, I watched them all. Okay. 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 I've watched them all, and for the films that I watched, for these films that I watched, these were the two with the stronger performances. Okay, so who do you think will win, and who do you think who would you like to win if they're not the same person? I think it's. I'm going to go with uh, the latter. There, I think who should win and who will win is going to be Troy Kotzer for Coda. All right, woo, Troy! Yeah, you're getting you're getting Scott's that, seal of approval. Is that who you thought? Yeah, so I actually think this is a one horse race, uh, and it's it's Troy. Troy won at the BAFTAs. He won at the Critics' Choice Awards. I believe he won at the SAG Awards. Like it's that that motherfucker is sealed up tighter than a drum, in my opinion. Uh, his his performance was amazing in Coda. Um, I was reading a bit about how his sign language, like some of it, was so raw, like all right, like they had to like fucking they had to like change up some of the stuff he was saying because he was just like going crazy like he becomes that fisherman a hundred percent he deserves the award i think he's gonna get the award um and all the other award shows that i've been following coming up to this i'll also agree with that statement so yeah i think i think it's 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 troy troy coatser across the board for coda as frank now, quick quick sidebar did you know that uh lucasfilm hired him for the Mandalorian, and he pretty much wrote the sign language for the uh, Tuscan Raiders really? in the Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh, that's he awesome! One of, like all the he so he one, basically did all the dialogue for the sign language. For yeah, so he created their language. Good job, eh? That is good job. Good for him. Uh, right. I mean, I, I, uh, I'm like I said, I loved his performance, and I'm glad he's getting kind of across the board recognition. Um, and I mean, before we move off this category, I mean, 
Uh, Cody Smith McPhee also did a great job. It, he's the only thing other than the cinematography that I liked about the power of the dog. Um, it is, unfortunately it's a tough category. Uh, like you said, uh, Sear and Hans Heinz from Belfast also did a great job. Um, yeah, the other people, I mean, JK Simmons was fine. Jesse Plemons, I fucking can't stand and definitely does not deserve to be on this list. So, all right. <laughs> okay. It's your turn. Uh, I mean, you know, let's, uh, let's go, let's go. I don't want, actually, I don't want to go to my wild card yet. So let's go to best, best supporting, or let's go to best actor, female or best actress. And the nominees are Jessica Chastain, the eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman, the lost daughter, Penelope, Penelope Cruz, parallel mothers, Nicole Kidman being the Ricardos and Kirsten, it's Kristen Stewart for Spencer. So the only one I didn't see on this list, by the way, was Parallel Mothers, which I really, really, really wanted to see um, because I really like Pedro uh, Aldemvar's work. Um, He works with, um, what's his name there? Um, Not Benicio Del Toro. Buddy, Um, you need need notes. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Uh, I really, like I said, I really like his work. Um, and so I, but I, I was having a bit, really difficult time finding Parallel Mothers. Uh, it was in the theater for a very short period of time. So I didn't get to see that uh, in, like I said, so I'm not sure if Penelope Cruz could have been the the winner, but other than that, uh, like to me, this is hands down. Uh, it's Jessica Chastain for the eyes of Tammy Faye. And I mean, again, she has she did well both at the Critics Choice Award and the SAG Award. She won both of those, so I think that she's got a lock on it. Um, yeah, I think that's who should win, and I think that's who will win. Uh, what about yourself? Uh, for me, um, as well, I Parallel Mothers is the only one I didn't see, so I'm gonna actually say it's gonna be Penelope Cruz for Parallel Parallel Mothers. Really. Are you just yeah. saying that because like you just want to kind of throw like a No, no. I just think I just think it's it's who would win just based off of um the the category like who the nominees are, right? Mm-hmm. Like Jessica Chastain already won one. Olivia Coleman's going to become the new Meryl Streep where she's literally going like to be every year. she's going to be in a hemorrhoid commercial and they're going to be like best actress. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um Kidman, same thing. Like she gets nominated a lot. Kristen Stewart is the other one that I think might be the the dark horse that might take it. Mm-hmm. But I- everything I've read in terms of Peril Mothers, and it's all about her performance, right? Yeah. And like like we we're like I was saying before, and when we were discussing our Oscar Oscar films, right? You can have you know a best picture but you can have like just like tom hanks in in forrest gump right you don't remember the movie you remember his performance that's right and that's why so i everything i've read about her performance is what you remember the most of that movie so i think it's going to be her uh and it was uh antonio banderas is the actor i was looking for who works with uh pedro uh Alamondover. I just I don't know how to say that last name. It's Spanish last name. I can't say it. So, but yeah, it's Antonio Banderas. <laughs> All right. So I guess we'll go to actor then. Okay. 
Uh, ooh, I'm in the wrong category. All right, here we go. So we got for actor, we got Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch for the power of the dog, Andrew Garfield for tick, tick, boom, Will Smith for King Richard and Denzel Washington for the tragedy of Macbeth. Now, so give me, give me who you want to win first versus well, who you think will win unless they're not the same. Yes. So again, um, I want Andrew Garfield to win, mm-hmm. uh, but I do think it's going to be Cumberbatch, right? But I think, oh, interesting, think, interesting, interesting. Um, because I I think in terms of the work that got released by both actors was very strong. Okay. In 20, uh, 2020, 2021. And they were both in the highest grossing film. Of no, the none year, of those have that. to do with acting. None of those have yeah, to do with acting. But look, but they were still in there. <laughs> They're still both in it. Right. But I do think it's going to be Cumberbatch. Um, and, you know, if it is Cumberbatch, I, I do hope he like, just like brings the rag could, and goes this this is the clock he, oh, that got me, oh, uh... oh he i i hope to god he brings the rag and he, the whole time he's talking he's like hey sam elliott how do you like them apples yeah. you like apples sam yeah. huh? Huh? <laughs> oh let me put it down here sam but um <laughs> but yeah i do I, like if garfield wins i'd be super happy as well right because i think both performances were good and strong performances but i did enjoy i think garfield had to do a lot more in his film than what cumberbatch had to do in his <clears throat> okay uh so benedict benedict cumberbatch is uh scott's pick uh andrew garfield is his want his wanting desire uh so interesting we so i i think that I would like Andrew Garfield to win for Tick, Tick, Boom. His performance was fantastic. He's singing. He's playing musical instruments. Um, it was great. Like, I, I really loved it. He was totally transformative as well. He was in the eyes of Tammy Faye. Not that that matters, but he also had an amazing transformative role in that as well. But I think Will Smith is going to win for King Richard. And not because I think he should. Um I think that I saw King Richard and I was like, he's the worst, worst ca- the least capable actor in this movie right now. Uh, but mostly Will Smith has com- cried and complained and cried and complained about not getting an Oscar. And so this year people listened because he won the BAFTA. He won the SAG. He won the Critics' Choice Award. So he's won all the big awards leading up to the Oscars. And I, so I just can't like, I can't imagine the same people who voted on those awards going to the Oscars and picking somebody else. You know what I mean? So I say that Andrew Garfield should win it, but I think it's going to be Will Smith for King Richard. Ooh, interesting. All right. All right. So do, are we doing a bet again? Like last year? Oh, shit. Did we have, I don't think I actually ever, uh, yeah, no, you bet. Did. Oh, did I? No, no, you did. Yeah. Yeah. You had to go on the next pod. After the Oscars and be like, Scotty's the best. Okay, well, I mean, we can we can we can make that bet again if you want. All right, because because we got a couple of different ones, so I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of going with this. All right, go okay go with yours. Uh, so I'm gonna jump to my wild card spot, which if you listen to our uh, show last year, which you should still go back and listen to it and just see how uh, amazing we are. Uh, I'm I'm doing best international feature film. So the nominees are from Japan, Drive My Car. 
directed by Rusuki Hamaguchi from Denmark. Flea, by, directed by Jonas Poher Rasmussen from Italy, The Hand of God by Paolo Sorrentino. From Bhutan, Luana, A Yak in the Classroom, directed by Paolo Chonig Georging. And from Norway, The Worst Person in the World, directed by Joachim Trier. So, first off, uh, the only one I did not get a chance to see was A Yak in the Classroom. Uh, it looks really great from the trailer. I just never got around to seeing it. Um, there was a lot of really good films in this category. So, I would recommend watching every one of these films. Uh, I do, I think the winner is, and the film I actually hope wins, is Drive My Car. Uh which is a fantastic film. Uh, it 100% deserves... It is on the Best Picture list as well. It definitely deserves to be there. Um, beautifully shot. A fantastic acting. Cinematic. Uh, a touching story. It's, it's got all the stuff. Uh, and I mean, if I was any of these other films in the international uh, category, I'd be like, fuck, should I even go to the Oscars? Because I'm pretty sure the, that uh, Drive My Car is going to like walk away with this. Because it's one... It's won everything that it can leading up to this. It won the Critics' Choice Award. It won the BAFTA. Um, so I, I think it's pretty much a lock at this point. Uh, on that note, though, or sorry, as far as these films, so Flea, an animated film uh, about uh, an, a family escaping Afghanistan after the war, and there's an LBGTQ component. Amazing film. Hand of God. Uh, did you watch Hand of God? I didn't watch any of. You didn't watch like, anything. What, what, well, literally, in terms of our relationship, what would make you think <laughs> that I would go out to watch like an international feature? Well, because um, you're an international no, feature but, yourself. You're Portuguese, but right? It, so yeah, yeah, but like, like in theaters, like oh. this is at home. Hand, the Hand of God thing. is available on Netflix. So you, I think you should. I actually, I want you to take a look at it, and you can even just like DM me and let me know what you think because it's basically like a coming of age story. Uh, set in the 80s when Maradona goes to play for, I think, Napoli or whatever. And it's about this, like, young guy and his family, his Italian family, who are fucking crazy and all kinds of crazy shit's happening. It's really well shot. Um, it's fun. Uh, it, like I said, it's, 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 I want to know what it's like because you come from a big Portuguese family as well, and I want to know if there's any similarities there. Um, and The Worst Person in the World, amazing script, amazing cinematography and acting. I saw it in the theater, but it's got... Because it basically follows, like, a person's life for, like, a period of time, there's points that are, like, super slow because sometimes in people's lives, things are super slow. So if you get a chance to see Worst Person in the World, watch it at home unless you're going to watch it on your fucking laptop and go to the movie theater. But just, like, be aware that there's going to be some kind of slow spots. It's actually done in, like, little sections. Um, so, so similar to, like, Boyhood? Yeah, yeah, but it's done in, like, chapters, right? So if you're mm-hmm. going to watch it at home, you could just, like, watch a chapter and then, like, watch something else and then, like, come back and watch it. But I definitely – you do need to see Worst Person in the World, especially if you're a film person uh, because even just the techniques and the styling used in it is is amazing. So, yeah, Drive My Car. I think Drive My Car is going to walk away with Best International Feature Film. Uh, yeah, me too, only because it was nominated for Best Feature too. So yeah. they're not going to give it for Best Feature. They're going to give it here. So <laughs> I don't need to watch them to, to know who's going to win. All right. All right. Wait, I guess we're going into the actor category. We we just finished all of them. 
We did. You are correct. So I mean, so it'd be directing. Yeah, I guess I guess we're moving through this pretty quick. Our Oscar show is like way better than the Oscars because it's fast and we still cover all the fucking material. There, there you go. All right. For directing, we got Kenneth Branagh for Belfast. Drive my car. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Licorice Pizza, Paul Thomas Anderson. The Power of the Dog, Jabe Champion. West Side Story, Steven Spielberg. Okay, give me now, who you want and give me uh, who you think will win, unless they're not the same. Um, I'm just so I'm 100% uh, right. Licorice Pizza was okay. Yeah, it is. Because I want to get into, yeah, yeah, I want to get into Licorice Pizza, but we'll do it for, uh, we'll do it when we talk about Best Picture. Okay. Okay. So for directing, who I think is going to win and who should win, correct? Yep. Brana should win. Okay. For Belfast? Yes. Now, I think there is a very, very fucking good chance that it's going to be Spielberg for West Side Story, which I would be, I will be very disappointed because I think out of all of it, like West Side Story in terms of direction was very paint by the numbers. Because it's right? basically, it's West Side Story. <laughs> like, you yeah. go back and you make a couple uh, alterations and then you do West yeah, Side Story. Yeah, you add a crane shot here and a crane shot there. That, here a yeah, crane, but, there uh, a crane, everywhere a crane shot. Yeah, and they're like, okay, here's a drone. But here's a drone shot. But um, yeah, I wish there was like, more in, drone shots in the original West Side Story film. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> sure. Drones didn't exist, man. That's the fucking joke. Come on now. Come on. I know. Come on. Um, but yeah, again, I never saw Drive My Car, but I think like for out of Belfast, everything that was done with direction, but also editing, sound, and cinematography when they have, you know, because the whole point of view is the point of view of the 12 year old boy and the family. They're always in black and white because it's the past. But whenever you see a TV, whenever you see the uh, anything that's outside their prefer, prefer, um, range of vision, which is black and white, that it's all in color. Mm-hmm. And like how he incorporated that, I thought <clears throat> was amazing. So I do hope it is. Kenneth Branagh for Belfast that wins it. But you think it's going to be? Oh, I think there's a very slight chance it's going to be Spielberg. Spielberg, because it's his first time directing a musical. Yeah, so, so they he should totally have... get an Oscar. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's the thing. Like if if, um, and you know how much I love fucking Spielberg. I do. I know. I know. I'm surprised you're actually going against Green. But I, I don't even think he should have been nominated. I really think it should have been um, Edgar Wright for Last Night in Soho should have took it over like for what he did in terms of that film 10 times more than what Spielberg did. Interesting. Uh, Yeah. So we're definitely in two different places on this. So again, uh, I did see Drive My Car. I love Drive My Car. And I think uh, Rizuki Hamaguchi should be should be winning. Like it, it is fucking a tour de force this film uh unfortunately i think jane uh champion's gonna win for the power of the dog and that's because she won the bafta she won the director's guild award 
She won the Critics' Choice Award, and everybody's fucking jerking themselves off about this fucking thing. And I actually think that... Um, Sorry, you mentioned him at the beginning, uh, who was talking shit about Power of the Dog and made all the like kind of like veiled homo. Well, they weren't even veiled. Uh, Sam Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. But I think I know. I I don't know. I think if public perception was anything, I think she also won the foot in your mouth thing. Oh yeah, we'll get to or, that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. I actually think, but just if I think if Sam Elliott would have not said this, I think that. Um, the power of the dog actually would have had less traction. Cause I think like, you know, within circles and stuff like that, people were certain to be like, ah, it feels a bit overhyped or whatever. But now all of a sudden, now it becomes like the, Oh, now we're, it's almost like we're standing up for something by voting for this film. And I'm not suggesting that, that, that the people are not standing up against something. Like I think Sam Elliott's comments were fucking stupid. Um, but it gave it a certain amount of like progressive punch that I don't think it really, deserves like i mean it's i I, again and we we're going to talk more about my opinion on this film but i think if sam would have just shut his fucking mouth it would have had less traction and i again it's it's won all the awards leading up writers guild is tonight so we'll see how that goes but yeah i think it's going to be jane uh champion uh for the power of the dog yeah but again yeah, let's talk about the foot the feet in the mouth yeah i think for her that was the, the comment was made at the critics choice award right yeah, for and she literally demeaned Venus and Serena Williams' story because she goes, "I actually have to go up against guys." You what, like, and and I I guess I can see because I think they were presenting the award, right? Venus and Serena, I, maybe, yeah. And I can see how in her mind it was a joke, like ah, but to everybody else it was like who like that's the worst joke ever. Like, there was nothing about that statement that needed to happen. Like, hey, you guys are like these world-class, unbelievable, world-famous athletes. And yeah, once-in-a-generation athletes. Instead of just being like, hey, it's so good to, like, win this award and be up here with these other, like, powerful, strong people. Not even just women, but people. I got to get up there and be like, yeah, I mean, you're good, but, like, I made a movie against guys. Like, fuck off like just shut the fuck up if you don't have anything fucking useful to say unless you're me shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and that's the thing i think i think that's the thing but the other reason i think to be honest belfast um and you can correct me if i'm wrong but the one of the reasons i think brana is gonna get it um is nobody else has given him an award but the oscars are going to okay let's go but listen um the Oscars are very much a reflection and a mirror of what's going on in society. Sure. What's going on in society right now? Uh, war in the Ukraine, COVID-19, white nationalism. So war in the Ukraine. So Ukrainians fleeing their homes. Mm. What's the story of Belfast? Uh, well, it's people in Ireland, Northern Ireland. Some of them leave. Some of them stay. Right. Right, but it, it's seeing that, right? And then you have, I think, one of the, I think, which, uh, one of the most powerful messages at the end when it's like, for the ones who stayed, for the ones who left, and for the ones who were lost, right? Mm-hmm. And you can just literally reflect that right onto what's going on with the Ukraine. And I think that's what is going to flip it. 
for for Belfast because you can see like but why for best director versus say best picture then is it just because again like best picture is just like a it's almost like they'll throw in the bone on the best director and then the best unless maybe you think do you think it's gonna like we're gonna be moving into we'll, we'll get there okay okay, we'll okay. Get there. Yeah, do you want to do you want to get up, jump in the best picture now then yeah so it's your turn so if i can do it <clears throat> here it is man the purebreds the nominees for best picture are belfast coda don't look up drive my car dune King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, West Side Story. So, man, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of there's a lot of good films in there. There's a lot of like films I don't think should be in there. Um, I definitely uh, I, I was conflicted between the two. I think should win Best Picture. And I'm pretty sure I know who's going to win Best Picture. Go ahead, hey, go ahead, go ahead, jump in there. Connor McLeod. There can be only one. <laughs> so you can't be the two that should have won Best Picture. You can only pick, you can pick one that should have win and one you think is going to win. Okay, so, okay, so who I think should win, and then I am going to talk about my second choice. Uh, I think Drive My Car should win. I think it, it, is, it is actually the Best Picture out of all of those films. It has all the stuff that I talked about in our last couple episodes about scope, emotional hook, screenwriting. It has all the, uh, you know, the, the acting chops, cinematography, editing. It is the best picture. Boom. I also really, really like Nightmare Alley by uh, Del Toro. And it just doesn't, it just isn't seem to be registering on anybody's radar. And I don't know why. It's beautifully shot. Great story. I know it. It's a, an adaptation. Um, the fucking acting is fantastic. Seriously, the fucking cinematography is just fucking dope. Like, it's got that, it's that neo-noir kind of vibe. Really, like, low-key lighting and stuff. It's so awesome. If you have not seen Nightmare Alley, go watch Nightmare Alley. And I don't know, and I mean, maybe we can talk about this. I don't know why it didn't get more traction. Uh, it's, it's won very few awards, if any. And I don't know why. Like, I just don't know why. It's so good. Uh, do you have any comments on that before I say, like, who I think will win? Yeah, like, there's a couple of films here as well that I don't understand why they're on here. Like, Dune's one. Like, how can you give Dune best picture? Yeah, we fucking discussed it yeah, in yeah, our yeah. best I'm of just, 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> you're right. Like, all of those, you figure at least they get the nod, right? Like, at least yeah. they... So why do you think no? Like, why do you think nobody... Yeah. And that's the thing, like I and like when we go, like I don't understand how Jesse Plemons and Cody Smith gets it for Power of the Dog. Yeah, right. Like one or the other. Like, yeah, you get you get one. And it's not Jesse supporting Plemons. actor. <laughs> like he's not he's not as good. Uh, he yeah he's not as good, right? So I don't know. But yeah, like even don't look up, right? Like why why awful. is that on there when nothing else, right? So. And I get like how how when we're doing the Oscars, I said, for me, the best picture is the film that encompasses everything. So you have the perfect storm. So the acting was solid. Also the directing was solid. Yes, sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll go. We'll, we'll do a George Clooney thing later and Mark Wahlberg. But yeah. So in terms of that, 
I, I do think when they opened it up to 10 pitchers, I think they're just like, we already know who the ones we're going to do, but let's just throw some of these movies in. So oh, like people filler. Yeah. So people don't get mad at us. Cause I think this happened with, uh, because of crew, um, uh, Ryan Krugler with Black Panther because Black Panther should have been nominated mm. but never was and then the next year is when they opened it up to like 10 pitchers oh, right? okay. so go so who do you think so uh, oh and I just before I, I, I say that so also uh, I was actually shocked I was doing my last set of notes uh, I didn't realize Coda actually just won from the producers, product, uh, the producers guild which again I don't think it's enough to carry it through any of these other films that again, I think these other films are much bigger films are much more cinematic than Coda was, but I was shocked that the producers actually picked Coda at their guild awards as, uh, as their pick for best feature film. But unfortunately I fucking can't stand this film. I think it's going to be the power of the dog, man. And it's because of some of the things I've already said. It won at the BAFTAs. It won at the Directors Guild Awards. It did not win the producers award. So that's, I was, when I originally looked at this, I thought, Oh, it's going to be a sweep. It's going to be a sweep across the board. So it may not win at the Oscars, but it's, it's, it's definitely like the film to beat right now. Um, and I've seen some big directors like Scorsese and um, Sofia Coppola and stuff come out in defense of it, which again, I, when I read some of their defenses, it's more about addressing what uh, Sam said, and it's less about the actual film which again mm-hmm. makes me feel like it's become like an activist film and not being based on its merits as a film. But I mean, like, I'm sure people are going to be like, you're not fucking Martin Scorsese. Scorsese knows everything about directing. You fucking clearly don't. It's like, fair enough. But I, I do, like I said, I did not enjoy this film from a technical standpoint or from a storytelling standpoint. I thought it was miscast. I thought the cinematography was good. Uh, I thought there was like no chemistry between the actors, the fucking story. Story is fucking kind of fucking pointless and meanders all over the place. I like the directing was not good. So again, but I've beaten this, uh, I've beaten this dog and I've beaten this horse enough. Uh, but I do right. think it's going to get the trophy. Okay. So for me, uh, first, like, like I said, I want to get into licorice pizza because I'm still trying to figure out what that movie is. I don't know <laughs> if it's the origin story of, a soon-to-be cult like leader like Manson and stuff because that 15 year old kid just encompasses every adult he just makes everybody follow him yeah or it's the future story of the next like statutory rape case in in the 780s right because well how old no is point, the woman supposed to be isn't she like 28 oh 28 <laughs> 28 and he's 15 and then to literally have the fucking balls that the movie ends with her saying "I love you," yeah, I'm like, you gotta be. And in the post credit scene, then it's the police arresting her. <laughs> yeah, like, because because that's the thing. Like, I didn't know. Like the the best part about that movie, and I do hope they make a sequel out of this. A sequel, fucking okay. yeah, yeah. I I want a fucking biopic of John Peters, played by Bradley Cooper. Just fucking wearing that white fucking jumpsuit <laughs> and being like, I'm from the streets. Be like, you're from the streets. I'm from the streets. Like fucking like, I want that movie. I, like he, that was the most amazing. Bradley fucking... Cooper was fantastic in that, in that like little section. 
Yeah, um, like, well, I'm assuming you don't really like you know who John Peters is, right? Uh, I don't know enough to like have a, a conversation about it. Do you? Yeah, so John Peters was, um, if I'm not mistaken, he was Barbara Streisand's hairdresser, who then became this big time Hollywood producer. Oh, okay. Like he 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 produced um, the Superman movie. Uh, he. <laughs> He produced, um, like, with Christopher Reeves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I produced that, that one. Uh, he, he he also produced Wild Wild West with Will Smith. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice, nice. But, yeah, he, he is this big time. And if you haven't heard it, I, I like, fucking, it's the, um, it's not stand-up, but the first Q&A Kevin Smith did, like, Silent Bob Speaks. Oh, okay. And he has a whole fucking segment of his interaction with John Peters, oh, like when Kevin he, Smith's interaction with him, yeah, when okay. he was writing, tech, what would have became like the Superman movie after Christopher Reeves, right? But they never went with his script. Superman Returns was not Superman Returns, but whatever it was, Superman Lives is okay. what it was called. But that 10, 15 minutes of him just talking about it, you will fall on your floor like fucking laughing at just how fucking batshit crazy this guy is. So what is that? Just because I, I definitely want to check that out. That sounds amazing. Uh, I, I think it's Silent Bob Speaks or I don't know. It's just the first recorded Q&A he released. With Kevin it, Smith. It was, yeah. So I'll say that in terms of licorice pizza. I have no idea. So my I, side story. Um, hold on. Before we move off licorice pizza. So I, I think my comment on licorice pizza was like, I was super excited to see it. It's like, oh, Paul Thomas Anderson. I sat down. I started watching it. By the end of it, I'm like, is this Paul Thomas Anderson's best version of a Wes Anderson film? Like from early in his career? Because it's like for a guy that has like the the film filmography that he has, like, I guess he's trying some to do some different stuff. But the fucking thing's a mess. Like, they, there's no real, like, continuity in the story. It kind of moves all over the place. It has really interesting little sections. But for the most part, I'm like, this movie fucking sucks. I mean, it looks really nice. But it doesn't go anywhere, right? It's sort of like a like a, like a, a Fiat with a, with a Ferrari body on top of it. Or no, a Fiero with a Ferrari body on top of it. It looks real nice, but it doesn't really fucking go the way it's supposed to go. So, <laughs> All right. <laughs> sure. So, okay. So I am not going to go with you, and I don't think Power of the Dog wins. Okay, I think her um, foot in her mouth pretty much cost the best picture. Oh, okay, that'll be interesting to see. So, who I think will win is going to be Coda. Really? Again, like I said, I it's think... only got one award uh, at the yeah. at the big level, like for for a feature film right so like in terms of a film and what had to be done in that film if you think about it from a standstill right there's not obviously much dialogue in this movie well there is it's just done in sign language no but that's what i'm saying right like it you follow it and you're in confidence and you feel like when they're like fucking going off uh at and doing their sign language like swearing at people like showing their anger like you feel that oh 100 (laughs) and i think i think in terms of all these films coda the one scene where um 
after she did her musical performance, right? And the dad brings her, like they go home, he brings her out and they sit on the truck and he was like, I need you to sing for me. Mm-hmm. And then he's just putting his hands on like that scene alone, like fucking won it best picture. Well, that's your that's your Oscar clip, right? Like that's yeah. the one they're gonna show. And Coda. Yeah. And it's like, that's, that's a fucking touch. That's that. Ho- so that is a perfect example of when I'm talking about an emotional hook. Like that is like uh, emotion. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like, cause he, you preface it with him talking about the stars, right? Like how in the city, he doesn't see as many stars as when he's on his boat. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he's literally checking to see if his daughter is going to be a star right and seeing if she has it right and then he's like yeah he's like louder feel it right and then like she's giving it her all they're both fucking tearing up and then he's like fuck it we're going right so i think i think in terms of that and everything that had to be done for this film like not only the cinematography but you got to think of the camera angles in which you can vis- physically see the sign language. That's a very good right? point because you can't just like have this like over the shoulder shot because you've got dialogue playing over top because like if you can't see them, you you can't hear them. Right. Right. And, and that's the thing. And then every every bit is emotional. Right. Like you feel their emotion. You, f- you see it in their um, in their performances and like technically you see their range of acting You're just through their sign language yes so i think in terms of that is what's going to give it the fucking best picture because in terms of the perfect storm that was the perfect storm of a film so you think it is going to win and is it also the one you would like to win it sounds like you you want it to win i I do want it i think it should win and i want it to win but i I think it's going to be belfast I think Balthus oh. is going to take best picture. Jesus, okay. Right? But if Coda does it, I, I will not be surprised. And I'll be like, there you go, right? And you're concerned that... Is there any concern that West Side Story will get it? Or are you just thinking Spielberg for directing? Uh, I think it will just be Spielberg for directing. I don't think, like, in terms of film, like, I don't think it has enough in terms of... um to like get it to best picture, but for all I know, he could have taken the lessons from Saving Private Ryan, mm. and Spielberg could be doing a whisper campaign like no fucking business right now about all power of the dog is is Samuel Cumberbatch with a cloth. That's it. <laughs> That's all it is. I, I <laughs> have the only that, scene. that it's it's interesting that you bring up the not just the whisper campaign, but as we talked about. Uh, the idea of truly campaigning in the manner that uh, Harvey Weinstein did uh, for Shakespeare in Love. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's everywhere. It's on buses. It's on baby's backs. It's like, I mean, I think they're paying like homeless people to walk around with fucking signs. So yeah, I mean, I that think is campaigning. Paying, uh, I, I think they're paying other actors to dish it. You think so? I think they're paying Sam Elliott to fucking be like, Hey, well, right? like if, if, some, they, if they would like, has nothing to say. I mean, I think the voting is closed, but I mean, next year, if they would like, they can pay us so that we can really be the juggernaut that we are and, and, and you know, swing, swing best picture. <laughs> Listen, next year, we're going to be there this for best true. short and it's not even going to be aired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then all of a sudden you're going to be like. 
This fucking bullshit, man. Heart and soul. I'll still, I'll, soul. I'll, still, I'll still fucking walk the red carpet. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'll be like, best short, motherfuckers. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. But I also think um, because of the backlash that's going on with the Oscars, right? With everything you're saying. With people saying that, you know, uh, nobody cares about the Oscars. No one wants to watch the Oscars. I, that's why I think this year, especially, right, they're going to make it so you have to watch it because they're going to bring out the spoilers. They're going to be like, holy shit, right? There's going to be Warren Beatty, fucking every, everyone being like, oh, best picture is this movie. No, it's fucking not. And, it's right? King Kong. But You're like, what? Gonna- it wasn't even fucking not what <laughs> yeah they're gonna be like yeah, and the best fucking teen choice award thing that like all of a sudden fucking justin bieber is coming out and he's singing you can't say no to bruno or whatever the fuck that song is right uh, it's just gonna be like can you a give, spectacle can you give us an update on the uh baby cry fucking award that they're trying to give out there oh i, I didn't even look at that but the oscar fan favorite award yeah i think um is cinderella still like winning or whatever or? oh i don't know man oh I, I think it's closed now oh okay but i mean you don't know where where they were at the last the last bit no no because they don't they're not they're not actually going to yeah uh, they're not actually gonna say who won it until the oscars right it was just kind of like here's your top five gotcha kind of films and then when they do the nomination, yeah, it's closed now. You don't even see who the the top five anymore are. But oh my god, if if it's fucking Zack Snyder, I'm gonna I'm gonna laugh my fucking ass off because even Power of the Dog was one of the top five because of all of this, right? Jesus. Anyway, so okay, there's well, no way that's a fan favorite film. We uh, that's our Oscar show. Uh, I mean, tune in, tune in next week and to hear what we have to say and then tune into the Oscars if you want or you can boycott it um, because they didn't <laughs> want to fucking show all the fucking craft craft positions, which is fucking bullshit. So anyway, well, Scott, you want to le- go ahead? Yeah, let's not do that. That is it. Thank you. And that is our wrap for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends. If you want to get a hold of us, reach us at the www.howdyoulikethatmovie.com. What I want everybody to do is go back, re-listen to this episode, and just write down the categories and put Scott, Chris, Scott, Chris. Oh, I thought you were uh, just going to be, put Scott, full stop. No, no, put Scott, Chris, who our picks are. And then literally, just play it along. Every everyone I get right, take a shot. Everyone I you get right of mine, take a shot. Yeah, (laughs) everyone Chris gets right, drag a ball. Right? Let's just see how fun how the fu- Oscars how, can be. And how fucked up you can get. <laughs> yeah. And, and if we're both right, that's a shot and a ball at the same time. Right? But no. Production by Rod Shaver, Fader Monkey Productions.